Hello, everybody. I'm Richard Olberger, PhD clinical psychologist on behalf of Richard Listens. And I am here with my co-host, Lorinda Phillips from Retired from Sports. And we will be hosting Making the Jump panel. And our focus of this podcast panel extraordinaire is about helping athletes in transition, athletes post-retirement, and today we promise not to disappoint. I am hosting this panel along with Lorinda Phillips, who will be introducing our guests in just a minute. If you or anyone you know through this pandemic and beyond are needing support in any way, whether it be emotionally, mentally, or to just raise your game as a high performer and managing your stress, please check me out at richardlistens.com. If you want to find more content related to my podcast, or suggest someone you know to be on the podcast, please look me up on Instagram at richardlistens and my patreon.com slash richardlistens. Please sign up to be a supporter of our show and bring advanced content such as this panel directly to you. Without further ado, my fabulous co-host as well as CEO of Retired from Sports, Lorinda Phillips. Welcome. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to Making Jump as your co-host, Master Thoroughbite Coach, Lorinda Phillips. Our guests are elite athletes offering their story and advice that is entertaining, authentic, and relevant. They have walked in your shoes. This is James Gilbert. He was born and raised in Indianapolis, Indiana. James grew up in the inner city. He got a scholarship to Ball State and received his B.A., and played, and he got a 4.0. He was transferred to Kansas State to play under Chris Feynman, and he got his master's degree there in one year. Currently, he works at high, high school back home and coaches football. We want to hear about that, too. He always knew he wanted to give back and help out the youth in some way, somehow. That's what he's doing now. I believe he was fortunate enough to just hang around really good people. He was impacted by them. Uh, and because of them, he believes he's the person he is today. And without any further ado, I would love to introduce James Gilbert. Thank you for being here, James. So how do you want to dig in? What do you want to dive into? I'm just freestyling it. I didn't look at yeah. another person, so you could just fire away however you want to. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm a bit of a freestyler myself, as Richard knows. So tell us a little bit about your family, uh, you know, your siblings, but, you know, what was it like in, living in the inner city of Indianapolis? So growing up in, inner, in the inner city of Indianapolis, uh, it can be kind of hard uh, growing up just with all, like, all the circumstances and, all, like, all the you know, poverty and like just the environment is it's a good environment, but it's still like areas like where it's not safe to go in. And it's just like I seen probably like where I grew up, the neighborhood, like 90 percent of my friends, I like, feel victim to, you know, the streets, the drugs and stuff like that. So just for me, like one of the lucky ones and a fortunate, a fortunate to like go to college and, you know, be who I am today is I feel very proud of how I came out. And uh, just as far as being the oldest sibling, you yeah. know, uh, I always felt like, you know, the, the other siblings, like, they're kind of like the guinea pig. You know, you got to lead as if you set the tone so then your brother and sister can, you know, follow behind you in your footsteps and hopefully be as good as you or strive to be better. So, you know, I was the first to do that. Yeah, I mean, just for our listeners' sake, James, I mean, we've had guests on the show that are from Compton, California. I don't know how it compares, you know, violence-wise, but the older sibling often feels like they have to walk their siblings home. They got to pass by. 
uh, people they know that are affiliated on their way to and from practice? Uh, you know, did you encounter any of that? And was that an added pressure on you as well? To answer that question, uh, I kind of, I, I, like, I feel like at an early age, I was like, that was like my role, you know what I'm saying? Like as far as the example, you know, making sure me and my little brother, my little brother started playing sports because of me. And I started playing sports because of one of my best friends that I grew up with. So uh, as far as like finding a way to get a practice, like it's probably like, a, I don't know, like four or five blocks up down the street. So rather we had to walk or ride bikes or whatever, I just made sure we get there and make sure he was going to practice and not just staying home or burning the streets, you know, stuff like that. And, uh, you know, as far as like my mom, like, you know, grandma, mom, whoever, like, working and stuff. So, like, being an older sibling, I had to stay at the house and watch brother, sister, and stuff like that. So, you know, I took that role on early, at an early age. Yeah. So you had to make dinner also? Uh, all the time. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can exchange some recipes. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a chef or nothing, but yeah. you're a busy man. Busy man oh from a young god. age, that's for sure. Oh my god! And got a scholarship. Was it a was it a academic scholarship? Or was it an athletic scholarship? Collegiate uh, scholarship. So my mindset at like early age, so I said I had all these mentors and college coach. I mean, high school coaches and like people that impact me. So they basically, you know, I, they sat down with me and basically said like. To get your school paid for it, this is what you need to do. Like, they sat down and showed me, like, formula or whatever. So, basically, just really, you know, find a sport that you're good at, work hard in it, keep your grades up, and, like, hopefully get your school paid for it. But still, like, I never had the mindset of going to college or playing professional or stuff like that. It just because where I come from, it's just, it just wasn't, like, it wasn't possible for it to happen, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I worked hard, stayed at it. And, you know, I was always a big fan of just playing backyard basketball or just playing two and touching the streets of my career. I never thought about playing like an organized 11-on-11 11 11 sport. So um, you know, just to stay at it and keep, you know, I went to like an inner uh, – it's called Indianapolis Public School, uh, inner city schools. A couple of them are shutting down now. I went to schools like that. So it's hard for like a student athlete to make it out and go to college and get his school paid for it. But I just, you know, just kept at it and then it just it happened like that. So then I was fortunate enough to get my uh, – education paid for at Ball State University. Right. Did you have coaches come look at you or did you have people guide you to take the academic route and to, to trust that as well? Uh, like how did you navigate that? Because that's a hard transition for, for a young athlete. Yeah. Right. So um, I know back in my, my eighth grade year in middle school, um, I had a, a, a guidance counselor. You know, he saw potential in me. I was a good football player, but he saw like potential in me like of uh, going to college and stuff like that. So he contacted my mom and stuff. And like, we went on like a couple college college visit tours that he took us and a group of other students. And um, basically, you know, I, I ended up liking like the college atmosphere and then just fell in love. Like I just started thinking like beyond like, all right, after high school, I get to go to college wherever I want to go as long as it's paid for and I, and, and you know, I'm able to go. So he just put that, that mentality, that mindset where I can still achieve after even beyond high school. So, uh, you know, I'm thankful for him. His name is Terry Jingles. He he took care of me. And like, before I went to Ball State that summer, I ended up seeing him before I had, to, before I even picked the college I was going to. I ended up seeing him that summer, I think 2014. And this is like, he took me to college visit Ball State in particular, like 
2010 or something like that. So seeing him four years later where I'm about to make a decision, I was like, that's God telling me, like, this is the school for me. Like, I haven't seen him in so long now. I see him out the blue at a golf course, and, you know, I just made it happen. The next day, called a coach and made it verbally. Isn't that a great story? Yeah. Oh, my God. And that, and that your counselor had that kind of impact on you. Uh, and the timing, of course, just as you said. Oh, my Hey, my mom was a guidance counselor, you know, in yeah. Harlem, New York. So it's, yeah. it's a big role. I, I, I don't lie to people. In high school, I was scared. This They had a board up of what, what college people were choosing. It's a very intimidating choice for people to make this decision, especially right now for all you people out there that are going through the pandemic and trying to make decisions without getting to visit schools. Virtual visits are now a thing, virtual tours. I mean, so that's a whole nother discussion, but guidance counselors, people who help you look at it, look at who you are and know who you are and are taking in what environment might help you to flourish in multiple levels. That's a real gift. So yeah. and a great name, Cherry Jingle. Huh? Right? Oh, what a great name. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Okay. And so I'd love to know a little bit more about some of the triumph triumphs you had playing football or at school. Um, at either high school or the two colleges you went? Just kind of pick out a few things in your mind. Just like in general? like Yeah, any maybe story you have or anything in general that, you know, made an impact on you that was, you know, you said, God, this is, I'm out, you know, maybe it was, you know, I'm out of the inner city or, you know, there might have been some something that happened that had something click for you. So, Going back to, like I said, how I started playing sports, I used to always go to my uh, best friend house. He lived like the next street over. And um, like, he had never be home. I always come like after school. I, I asked his mom, like, is he home? Like, where's he at? He's at practice or he having a game, stuff like that. So I end up going to the park that was like a couple blocks away and like watching practice. And like I, my mom, friend, ended up signing me, my brother, and his uh his sons up the next day and we all played together. But as far as like playing ball, I think it, it probably started to click for me probably seventh, eighth grade, I want to say. Just, uh, you know, you start seeing coaches like, you know, you keep working hard, you keep doing doing what you're doing on the football field, you're going to have a bright future ahead of you. Like, still to me, like, every time somebody, like, gave me a compliment or, or said that, you can do this. I never like, I don't know, not say I didn't believe them, but like, I just like, okay, they're just talking. Cause I'm used to night. It's not being possible even to dream that big. So, you know, people kept saying, well, keep working hard. You have a bright future. You'd be able to have opportunities beyond high school and stuff like that. So, you know, I just kept working. And then like, once you start hearing it like over and over and over throughout the years, yeah. like, all right, it is possible. I, I can do it. And then, you know, I'm probably sophomore in high school. I start getting receiving college letters, like handwritten and stuff like that. So now it's like, it's like, dang, I can really, I can really do this. I can really wow. play this and stuff like that. So were you um, noticing? Were you starting to notice the results too? Were you feeling the accomplishments? And yeah, yeah, I, uh, absolutely. And um, I feel like everybody that I play ball with that had the chance to go to college, I feel like all those guys were hard workers. You know, so. I feel like if you work hard and do the right thing, you're going to be blessed in some way, somehow. And um, I feel like every, all the guys I was fortunate enough to play with, they all went to college. They they all, like, you know, I can, from day one, like, they worked hard. I, I, I'm i not surprised, like, they got to play college and do great things with themselves. Yeah, did your, your good friend that was around the corner, did he do well as well? Um. That's an interesting story. So, like I said, <laughs> sorry, he, he um he got 
he got me like started to play football or whatever, play sports in general. And then I got like other kids in the neighborhood to play sports, but he took like a whole different, like a different route. You know what I'm saying? So like he didn't like quite stick with the sports. He took a different route. Like I said, I, like I said, it was like 90, like 90% of my friends like chose that route. And it like, I don't really feel like it's his fault. It's just like the environment. It's like hard to, yeah. you know, like stay out that that way or that life because it kind of sucks you in or pulls you in. So he chose a different route, but we, me and him, we still, you know, we still talk to this day. Um, okay, great. You know, yeah. we're best yeah. friend, we've been best friends since like diapers daycare. So yeah, we just, we, we, <laughs> we still talk. We just, uh, I still like thank him for just, you know, I, I thank him for like him showing me that sports could be a way out. Uh, yeah. Did you have moments where, where I mean, like people would give you attention and try and pull you in or were sports like respected where, you know, they wanted to see you kind of get out? I say, to be honest, I say like probably 50-50. Like, you know, some people, they know I got a bright future and I can fit things. So they like stay away, like stay away from that. Just, you know, keep doing your thing, keep moving forward, keep progressing. Then, you know, some people, you know, again, they're not looking ahead. They're not seeing the bigger picture. So it's like they would invite you to go in their car knowing that they probably got stuff in their car or, you know, probably driving without a license or whatever the case mm-hmm. might be, stuff like that. If people like, I had to cut off, I had to leave behind, you know what I'm saying? Then I had coaches, you know, in particular situations where they say, you know, you got to have your blinders on like a horse. Like when you're racing, like you got to block everybody else. You got to focus on the goal and go from there. You know what I'm saying? You can't have, you can't have anybody distract you or or cause you to not uh, achieve your dream. And um, I felt like, you know, once I understood that, I feel like I started moving different, thinking different and like who I associated with. So when you like you, if you're a student, student athlete or athlete, whoever, whatever you're doing like, you are who you hang around with. You know what I'm saying? So if you're doing great things and you're a hard worker and whatever, all the people around you should are 90% or 99% hard workers or going to do great things and be successful in life. So you got to surround yourself with people that you want to be like. Yeah, I have tons of clients whose emotional states shift just by the, the type of environment that they're in. And I'm sure you've been in that kind of experience. If you're with a coach you resonate with or a winning culture, you feel differently showing up to practice every day. And if there's a lot of negativity, bickering, you know, infighting, right? Yeah. So it's hard enough as an athlete or an individual in any walk of life to manage distractions, internal distractions as well. So having that fortitude to set a boundary and stay focused is such a life skill, which I'm sure you bring to a lot of the athletes you coach right. uh, as well. Did you... um do you have any uh, coach story or you know anything that anyone uh, I I know about the uh, the counselor, but which is great. But did you have anybody on the field, uh, whether it was Ball State or K State, um, that helped you? So we're strictly college coach. Yeah. Yes. Or any actually anything. But yeah. Uh, and, when you, and when you say when you say help me, in what aspect? Um, it could be uh, just doing being a better player. It could be, um, you know, just having a better sense of life. Um, you know, often coaches, mm-hmm. you know, uh, take their jobs very seriously in that they're guiding young men um, on the field and off the field. Uh, um, so anything. I feel like, I mean, I feel like every coach that has coached me and I've been, I've been a part of, I feel like, um, I 
feel like they all taught me like lessons on and off the field, you know. Uh as far as like on the field, like doing not just doing the requirements. The requirements is right. All right, we got we got ten hundred yard sprints, you know what I'm saying? That's the requirement. But like after after we're done, the coaches leave or the players leave, like what are you gonna do afterward? What are you gonna do from the time we leave the field until we gotta get back on the field, you know what I'm saying? So I yeah. feel like early early on high school or middle even middle school, I was out I was out running stadiums by myself, like seventh, eighth grade, like, you know, I'm the only one out there. So um I feel like just knowing that it's somebody out there in the country working just as hard as you or harder than you. It feel like that would drove, would drove me and like what kept me going and motivated. Like I know somebody's probably out there working harder. Like if I want it, I gotta get over. So rather, you know, four o'clock in the morning, like as I got older, I'm doing crazy stuff. Like I get up, I can't get sleep, I can go to the gym, like work out or get some cardio in or stuff like that. And I feel like just implementing that in me at an early age, I feel like that is what got me to keep progressing, keep growing as a person and as an athlete. And, um, you know, every coach, every head coach, or every position coach or whatever, any team, teammates, I feel like I learned a lot from all of them. Um, you know, it's always room to get better. Don't never be satisfied where you're at right now. And, you know, just, you know, take it day by day. Don't look too far ahead. You know what I'm saying? As far as <laughs> yeah. or just the process of, like right now, sports are all year round. It's not just are right, you gonna play like football, for instance. You're not just gonna play football in the fall. Football is winter, spring, summer, like all the way up into season. You know what I'm saying? So not looking too far ahead, but just enjoying the process, taking it one day at a time. You know, have fun with it. Yeah. How did you? I, I'm just so fascinated by the fact that you did so well in school and you were, you know, playing ball. And as you said, all year long. It's not like just I don't know, 16 weeks, right? It's Right. It's all year long. Um, how, what could you give us some, you know, things, strategies you used or way mindset you used or, um, you know, what's your philosophy about? <laughs> I think I would like to know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, see, so like, like I, as I told you, like looking too far ahead, I also have a bad habit of looking too far ahead. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> sophomore year in high school, sat down with like guidance counselor, head coach, teachers, whatever. And like we basically said like I wanna like I wanna graduate early. So we sat down to plan, sat down to plan and like wrote down like you're gonna do this, take this class, whatever. And then like after that, after we sat down and like mapped out the plan of how how am I gonna do it to graduate early in high school, you know, taking summer school class like I took summer school like every summer day in there, like two or three classes. You know what I'm saying? So while I'm in school, you know, I'm still with my friends, this and that, but like I'm taking like different classes, like classes they're not even in, you know what I'm saying? So then when it's it's time for like senior year and I'm about to graduate and like I'm in class with a couple people here and there, but like, dang, James Gilbertson, uh, he's in college uh in the spring semester of January and like we're still in school. How did he do that? Cause I was going to summer school, I wasn't at home like playing video games or whatever, like I either at football or I was at school and you know, I'm doing stuff like I made Gmail, a Gmail account like seventh grade. Like I'm doing stuff like that. I'm trying to put a, to, put together a resume. So like I didn't do like the normal average kid stuff like play video games or sit in the house and stuff like that. I'm either working out, playing football, 
or summer school every time. So I feel like just having a plan and having people, a, a good support system to help you out and map out that plan yeah. and execute it. It's no better feeling when you plan out something than it actually happened. Yeah. I think believe it or not, it, it's been happening for me a long time. Yeah. And that's a beautiful, you know, like innate gift and the fact you appreciate those who are helping you focus in. But you also mentioned it can become problematic when we're living in the future, when we're only living according to the goals that are a few few years away. Mm-hmm. So we know to be a 4.0 student, you have to be locked in. So how did you do that? Like, I, I'm just, the, the vision I'm getting is, and maybe this, were you just focused on playing and being who you were at Ball State? Or was your brain already like starting to think about, hey, there's maybe the NFL's out there, or hey, I could go play it at this powerhouse school. Like, how did you balance that? If you'd like to listen more, please click on the link for Making the Jump located in the show notes so you can get access to all of the shows and their complete recordings. This is Richard Listens, and I'm out.